we all learn from mistakes and learning from it, meaning you will move on from it. You'll keep yeah. the lesson, but you don't necessarily have to remind yourself of the entire detail of what happened before, but you have learned yes. from it so that you are sure you can find your way around it should it happen again. But there yeah. are characters and there are instances where people remind you. <laughs> Welcome to Slow Wisdom, a podcast where insight meets entertainment. We're your hosts, Lois and Latifa. Yes to entertainment, Lois. Yes to insights, but I'm here for the chit chat. I'm here for the laughter, a bit of sarcasm, and a lot of things in between. But we would like to invite you to enjoy some slow wisdom as we cultivate and emphasize on empathy amongst all of us from different backgrounds, generations, and perspectives. Hi, Louis. How are you doing today? Diva, I am doing quite okay. I um, had a pretty hectic day today, actually, with the work and everything, family running around. But apart from that, I am doing quite well, actually. I'm not sure about yourself. How are you doing, Diva? Uh, just like you, just busy being an adult. <laughs> I haven't been blessed with having child and everything but yeah busy being an adult but yeah. no, i don't, don't use the term don't use the term adulting though because uh, uh millennials are getting roasted for using the term adulting for some reason in the interwebs but i okay fine i will try not to use the word adulting even though it's very <laughs> tempting it makes a lot of sense <laughs> adulting is a lie it's a millennial terminology that the gen z is uh they're crushing us for it. Really? Yeah. Huh. Apparently, it's a thing. Oh, I should get out more. I did not know this. Great. Yeah. They say, they say that we should stop using the term. It's not cool. So Gen Zers are telling us that. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Yeah, I thought so. In my yeah. entire generation, we still sound cool. So we can impress the entire like spectrum of our generation. Gen Zers can wait. It's okay. I agree. They can try to impress each other and we'll try to impress our own group. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Thank you very much. So yes. today, I think it's a great opportunity to expand on what we were talking about before on one of our other episodes where we were exploring, you know, the luxury of mistakes and all the mess that stems out from that, I would say, or everything in between. And you also suggested that maybe we can look at the positive end of making mistakes and the negative end of making mistakes. And I feel like this goes hand in hand with, you know, venturing towards the whole entire concept of forgiveness and right. learning from those mistakes. So for example, I came across an article a while ago, somebody categorized mistakes as, you know, judgment mistakes. The mistakes you make carelessly. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how these categories work, but unexpected mistakes. Right. Are there mistakes that I expected? I don't know. We'll revisit that. I mean, I'm trying to think actually. Should like, I what should I mis what if we were in the position to actually figure out the characteristics of what an action should be or an experience should be for it to be labeled a mistake, then we would ask ourselves, 
for a mistake to be a mistake, should it be unexpected? Or can you expect? It, 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 it has to really? be unexpected. It has to be. What do you mean? Because like, how can you have an expected mistake? An because expected... you know, you consciously know you're going to do something wrong. Like yeah, but I'm is that about... A exactly. If, if you're going to do something intentionally, is that a mistake? That is the question. Anyway. Mm. That's a conscious mistake. I would like to add there is such a thing. <laughs> you know, so uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put on my theology hat at the moment. You know, like uh, in the Bible sense, there is such a thing as willful sin, right? Mm-hmm. Where you know what you're doing is wrong, but you do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think mistakes work the same way. Why not? But let's not, because we're just gonna start. Like venturing away from, and then it was going to turn into an argument, you know, and we don't want to put people through that. So my question would be, I mean, of course, when you're like, hey, I made a mistake, the, the result is we're going to learn from it. And that's one of the positives. But what are other positives of making mistakes? I think, so here's a scenario where, you're saying you can learn from it, but also if, say, for example, you grow up in an environment where making a mistake wasn't viewed as a negative thing, for example, or it might be, but you, you're always encouraged to get up and keep moving from those mistakes, right? Uh, I think th- that part there also helps in improving somebody's uh, self-confidence as well, and also realizing that it's okay, it, it, these things do happen. So that's the other the other positive for making mistakes is that you won't always freeze when you make a mistake. You know you can always move forward, whereby I think people who have grown up in, in an environment that discourages making mistakes, mistakes makes them freeze, mm-hmm. right? And the... Uh, and they have to push themselves to an understanding that, uh, you know what, I can still move forward from this. So you don't get stuck at the mistake. You can move forward quite quickly if you have grown up in an environment that is safe enough for you to make those mistakes. I don't know. I guess I have a two-part question, and I probably know the answer to it, but I would like to air it out anyway and see what you think. Mm-hmm. Do you feel it is easy? to move on from such mistakes, that's regardless of whether or not you have a background of being taught that making mistakes is part of life, easily move on. Would it be easy for somebody who hasn't grown up in such an environment? And then how do you learn? How long would it take for you to figure that out? And also that there's that whole aspect of giving ourselves, I I personally give myself a hard time I personally give myself a hard time whenever something goes off. Mm. But that isn't necessarily, I mean, when you answer part one, then we can revisit part two. I give myself a hard time regardless of whether or not that mistake was actually mine to have Mm. made. And that, I must say, might not necessarily have to do with my the background I have. So first part, do you think it is something easy? I made a mistake. I'm moving on. On to the next you know, one. No, you know, you know what? I'm, I don't know. Like, I'm not sure on the question of 
of easiness. I, I guess my, my, maybe I should have phrased that a little bit better. I'm not going to say it might be easier because it, it depends on the weight of the mistake as well. So I can't just say it's going to be easy for you to just move on from a mistake. What I'm going to say is, right, in your head, mistakes are not going to be something that you avoid or you are afraid of. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Like I think if you if you if you if there's those two groups there's uh, uh, it's okay to make mistakes group and there's a group that says if you make a mistake you're gonna be in trouble group. So you think people who are have that mindset of you know I've made a mistake I'm gonna learn from this and I'm going to easy move yeah it's on. okay to make it's, mistakes it's it's yes but does that mean they do not fear making mistakes? Is your is your is your question uh, the fact that the people who are, are raised in a uh, in a it's it's okay it's okay to make mistakes environment? Do you, were you asking that are they not afraid to make mistakes? And, yes. Um, and and I think my answer there would be is like it, mistakes for them would not be would not. I guess I should say wouldn't wouldn't hinder them. So I'm not saying that they're going to be going out of their way to make mistakes. Obviously, when somebody does something, they will try to do it right. But if a mistake does happen, it's not necessarily a hindrance because they've always known that, you know what, there's a possibility that a mistake could happen and it's okay. So basically, it is okay to be afraid to make a mistake. But the point of the matter is how do you move on from that mistake correct i think i think that's what that's what I, that's what my stance is now i might have to go back and and, and get you on an, an article on this or maybe i maybe i should be the one writing the article about this maybe uh, i will you yeah know? <laughs> yeah like but I, I i do believe so yeah there's like there's there's one article um I was going through um the Harvard Business Review and they're giving us give us different examples of how to overcome the fear of making mistakes. Mm-hmm. And it's on, you know, it's reiterating what you were saying. Fear of mistakes can paralyze people. Correct. And so Correct. a role that comes into play that it's a skill that somebody should have is emotional agility. Do you, because do you want me to give you a personal example? Right? I, I want you to give me a personal example. I personally have experiencing, having experienced being paralyzed because of fear. I don't know if, and this is because I have yet to perfect my emotional agility skills that will mm-hmm. always be the antidote of this paralysis. Mm-hmm. I personally practice and I encourage people to practice. Like when you're feeling a certain way, you have to label it. How am mm-hmm. I feeling and why am I feeling this? Mm. Like that. It is not easy, I can tell you, but this depends on if I'm even allowed. The reason, One of the reasons I haven't personally perfected this skill, emotional agility to overcome this fear and the paralysis that comes with it is because do I give myself enough opportunity to 
label this whatever I'm feeling at that particular moment. And if this particular mistake is linked to somebody else, the person that is not me, do they give me an opportunity to even get through it? Because we all learn from mistakes and learning from it, meaning you will move on from it. You'll keep the lesson, but you don't necessarily have to remind yourself of the entire detail of what happened before, but you have learned from it so that you are sure you can find your way around it should it happen again. But there are characters and there are instances where people remind you. (laughs) They will always circle back to that. I have moved on from the fact that, Lewis, I Mm -hmm. I stole your pencil and I got punished. Mm-hmm. by the English teacher, mm-hmm. but your book will go missing mm-hmm. and you'll be like, this feels like that pencil incident again. Yep. It, Why do you? Teacher? No, did I you didn't. If anything, it was vice versa. Don't make me reveal your secrets. <laughs> Lewis. It's like you're adding salt to the wound. Why do we not let each other move on. I'm trying to move on from this because, for example, I know personally I do give myself a hard time often enough, Mm. but we don't give each other enough space or breathing room to actually move on from said mistake. Yes, you're learning, you're trying to learn from a mistake, but they're not, that learning curve is not being encouraged because they will always remind you of what you did wrong. So how do you feel we should go about that? That's a tough one. If I'm to reiterate this, is this a, a situation of one mistake defines who you are? Yes. Like you, you're you making a mistake. And what we were discussing the other time is how many, maybe that question, like how many times should a mistake be repeated for it to still be labeled a mistake? A mistake. This correct. one yeah. time I forgot about something mm-hmm. or I didn't do it correctly because I didn't have enough information or whatever. But if mm-hmm. it happens again, Mm-hmm. It will be made to sound as if this is what you do. This is this your is habit. You this is mm-hmm. your character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why do we do that to ourselves? Like, why do we do that actually to each other? That's a simple one. Yeah. That's a simple you know, one? How so? It's a simple one. I, I know why. It's just that maybe the why is probably not justifiable, but I know why. Why? I mean, the reason why is very simple. It's because human beings like to categorize things. That's how we're built. Mm-hmm. Like, otherwise we wouldn't work. Like, we like to put things in a certain way so that we can just ascertain certain attributes to a certain thing or to a certain grouping of things. Do you feel we, we like, we like gen- to- and generalizing? Yes, yes, no, no, yes. That's, that's what I mean. That's, that's part of what I'm trying to say here. But uh, is it justified? That's a different question. But I, the why is because of that. Because in, in all great sense, anybody can tell you, yeah, mist- theoretically, mm-hmm. this is how we're supposed to approach mistakes. Learning from them, growing, blah, 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 blah. In writing, on paper. But Mm -hmm. do we do it? Because a simple example is how if I'm an extrovert, if I were an extrovert, I'd be like, yes, I'm in the public eye. I like posting this. I'll post my cooking. I'll post my family. I'll post everything. Mm -hmm. I am just out there because I'm a people person. 
But if you make one mistake, and I feel like people mm-hmm. in the spotlight always experience this, if I make one mistake, that's who you they are. will always remember you for that. That's who you Most are. Most times. Okay, sometimes they will move on because, hey, especially when social media is concerned, a better, mm-hmm. a bigger news will come through and they will forget about you. But your record is there. Yes. If they were to reference the next time you mess up, they will be like, mm-hmm. this brings to mind that particular incident last year, like that. Mm-hmm. Or even in the African sense, this person is like this. This one is like this. Don't you remember? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you do what I leave you, which is do not okay. This is, the, this, this, is, this is how, goodness gracious, unfortunately, it doesn't matter where you're from. It can be from Africa, from anywhere, any space, from the States, from anywhere. This is, I wonder if it is fair to say this is just human nature. We do this yes. to each other because it is human nature. It is wrong, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's human nature. Mm-hmm. That's precisely, that is precisely what I was saying. At the end of the day, this is definitely what we do. And so if we're talking about mistakes and then these kind of mistakes that end up being attributed as part of uh, somebody's character, that is definitely not constructive at all. That doesn't help this situation. It doesn't help the scenario. If you think about it this way, right? So it has happened to me. And sometimes you just take it on the chin and then you just keep rolling with the punches. And I, I don't know if I should, to be honest, but that is what seems to be happening. So in my lifetime, there's maybe two main things that have been attributed to me. Sometimes they are positive things, sometimes they're negative things. But let me talk about the two like negative things that have been attributed to me that you think to yourself, oh, does that attribution even reinforce that character in you? Does that attribution then change who you are and maybe even like makes you that particular person? So number one is, Uh, Apparently, as of late, I've been quite forgetful, and therefore I've been attributed as Louis the Forgetful. Mm -hmm. And this happens a lot. And Mm -hmm. I actually find myself forgetting quite a lot of things. Doesn't it make you forget even more because now you're unconsciously accepting it? But that's what I'm saying. Exactly. But that's what I'm saying. So I don't know if that is the case, but I feel like it is happening more. Exactly. I get you. And then there's this thing, right? So maybe this is not more on a mistake, but this is more on like attributing people for something that has happened to them or for what they did, basically. Exactly. Yeah. So add another one. I play football, I get injured. Many times when I play football, I get injured. And then the, the title changes from, you know, Lewis, the injury prone, right? And therefore, it feels like every time now I go play football, I come back with an injury. You know, like there I are wonder. things like that that I, that I, there are things like that that I do not like. But it seems like now you could take this into more in the superstitious realm, right? If you're going to talk about this, you could take it into the more superstitious realm. The more does what you speak come to reality? Does do you what know, people say about you? Do you come know to that? Reality? You know that thing where they go like. There's a positive side to, you know, speak it into existence. Correct. When things like this happen, 
Mm-hmm. Is it safe to say that it's not only about you speaking into existence? Whatever people tell you you are and you constantly hear it, it all, is exactly. what you will become. But then does that mean is it is it because you have accepted that? Because if I you don't, don't refute know. it, if you don't refute it, uh, if yeah. you don't stop people from doing it, right? Then in subconsciously, then you have also accepted that. Uh, maybe the acceptance of it is the one that gets you. Maybe we should block them too. Maybe we should block that too. Block. And them, now, that I, and I, them. Anyway, block. so... So anyway, that was a brief tangent and also a story about things that uh, might happen or mistakes that somebody might have done maybe once or twice and then it get those things get attributed to their character. And I don't think those things are positive at all. Yeah, no, I get where you're coming from. And this is where we lean towards, like, if you're, they keep, or you are constantly reminded about be it by yourself or other people, of your mistakes and your shortcomings, everything you did wrong, how then do you move on? And this leans slowly leans into the whole idea of forgiveness. Mm. You know that mm. concept of forgive and forget? Mm. You forgive. First of all, I feel like when I was younger hearing that, yeah, it was a really good lesson. Mm-hmm. How practical is it? But that's a question we're going to go we're going to talk about it in a bit here, but my issue is like, yes, I've forgiven myself for what happened years ago, or this mm-hmm. person said he forgave me, mm-hmm. but later on, if something else goes wrong, they will remind you of that. Did they really forgive you? <laughs> or did you really forgive yourself? Or are you going to be so, kicking yourself for mistakes you made years ago? I feel like you're asking too many questions. I have too many questions. I told you, like, today is a day we needed to talk about this because it's just too Mm. close to home. Right, right. I am feeling Um, this. So what question do you want me to answer now? Which one, right? How do we go about this forgiveness thing when we're not allowed to even move on from those mistakes? Somebody would say they would forgive you. They've forgiven you, but... As sometime later, be it a month or two years or whatever, they will remind you that this is what you did before. It's like keeping count. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Um, so how do we move on from that? I think this is a very good candidate for block and block. <laughs> I think. Block and block? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Because like, if you actually think about it, uh, and then again, I can say that, but this is there's some nuance in this. Like if if it's family, then you're like, okay, how do you work around the block and block? How do you work around the block in that some, situation? Some people don't care, really. By the way, you know, you'll just block. If I am dealing with this situation, and every single time something happens. Your first move is to remind me of the mistakes that I've made. I don't know how that will work out with me, right? Because uh, I don't know how we can even continue having conversations, right? If you find somebody hasn't moved on or hasn't forgiven you or they didn't practice what they preached when they said, this Mm. is all forgiven and whatever, you just block Mm. them? I mean, 
this would happen automatically, I think. You don't even have to actively do it because you won't talk to them. They most likely won't talk to you either. Sure. I mean, if you actually think about it, if they if they have forgiven you, maybe they like in the sense that we're talking about the forgiveness in a way that we can talk again because there's a there's in today's world, probably not just today's world, but there is a forgiveness that you don't necessarily need to be courteous to someone or anything like that. Like you can forgive someone and just never talk to them again. You know, situation. Do you think, do you think that's okay? Like I forgive uh, <laughs> you, but stay, but please stay away from me. Um, uh, do I, think, I never, do I, I think guess that's okay. I guess while growing up, I never thought that made sense. Hey, you, sh- we should be okay. Mm. Whatever. Mm-hmm. We should talk. We've forgiven each other. But, you know, growing up, I think, okay, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Gen Zers, but adulting just complicates things because <laughs> it is very okay. We're good, but please stay away from me. Like, I don't yeah, see, need, like what if a person's mere presence is a reminder? Yeah, I mean, look, again, right? So it, that's now when we talk about when you talk about forgiveness, I guess, uh, yeah, it depends on the, your levels. Like maybe for a time, you might not even need to see that person at all. But then later on, it might get better, you know? Yeah, like they say time heals all wounds. Yeah, I mean, you don't forget. But then I think the hold of maybe either the hatred that you feel or the pain that you felt might dissipate with time. And therefore, your forgiveness comes more and more cemented so the issue doesn't hurt you as much as it did before and that's okay practicing your yeah that's fine and that's okay because and then there are those instances let's talk about this other aspect you know some people i don't know what to call this whole thing apologizing it is something that doesn't come easily to every to a lot of people a hundred percent it is a skill that is great to have, but I think the expectation that everybody should be able to, that expectation is gone nowadays because it's a lost cause. Not a lot, a lot of people cannot apologize. That's yeah. why I think let's blame it on evolution. And that's why I'm like telling you adulting is just things just get extra complicated. You mm-hmm. move on mm-hmm. in a manner that. That's why people go like forgiveness isn't just for the other person; it's also for yourself. Well, I I believe that as well. That's why waiting for an apology, you might just wait until mm-hmm. this. I don't know. The earth stops spinning. Right. Your level of forgiveness or one's ability to forgive should not depend on another person apologizing. I'm telling you. I mean- I mean, after all, right, sometimes you might be waiting for an apology from someone who doesn't even know they've hurt you. Exactly. All right. So this may, because if you're moving on into the realm of forgiveness, I think the, the ones that hurt the most, obviously, are the ones from the people who are closest to you, right? I mean, we would all agree. I, like yes, the, the, but the I don't know. It get, depends. Mm-hmm. Having met me, Louis, does it always depend on the person closest to you? I mean, this is just a skill I'm practicing nowadays. I know some people should not get under my skin. 
But <laughs> I'm as interest. I am an. I am admittedly a very interesting human being. Mm. I'm replacing mm. complete. I don't know if it's an empathy or empath kind of problem, but I'm going to call myself interesting. Right, right, right. I, 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 I wish. I, I like the term. I right. wish. I wish I had the ability. You know, there's this word called. I wish I would, and I don't know if it's even correct, but being a disminder, like mm. I don't care. Like just something happens, and you're like, it's completely out of my system. I really don't care. That kind of attitude instead instead of taking it to heart, letting it torture me. I wish I was that type of person, somebody who's able to switch off. I've been looking for that on and off button for a very long time. Yeah, but then being a disminer, then that is the, uh, an, the, the other extreme. The other it's extreme, the other extreme to being that absolutely, point, yeah, insensitive. Yeah. Whereby I don't think that's what you're looking for, right? No. I think you're looking for more balance, right? Yeah, I am looking for more balance, but unfortunately, yeah. So so that's what I was trying to say, not to depend on somebody else apologizing. Yes. For you to be able to forgive. Yes. It's, but I'm not saying it really is easy. It is not. I don't know what, how you feel about that. Mm. So I'm um, I, I'm gonna have to agree with you on that because the, there's a so for many years I've had that thought, but I've heard a few people talk about this now with regards to forgiveness, and sometimes you you, you even get to read like the Bible, and then you get more text with regard to forgiveness as well right so then you already have that but sometimes you usually ask yourself like why the emphasis and you come to find out later that for being able to forgive and so being able to ask for forgiveness and forgive is quite healthy and so it's not even in the scientific sense uh, there's an article that writes about this uh, where they talks about the health benefits of forgiving, mm-hmm. right? So you have uh, many people who hold on to, I'm sure there are a lot of people, probably even the ones who are listening to us right now, if they they would know that there is definitely health benefits. I'm talking about mental health benefits and sometimes not just mental health, some right? of, We're yeah. talking about physical health as yeah, well. Yeah, some Suppose, of these, yeah, some of these things eventually affect manifest into some sort of physical Correct. pain Correct. speaking yes. from experience yes you have people developing like anxiety you have people developing uh heart problems in some cases you hold it for too long it could cause like well i mean it has been said to also have lead to uh, led to some cancer as well right so like it's really to your own benefit to be able to forgive people yeah. To be able to forgive yourself, to be able to forgive others, even if they haven't asked for forgiveness, you have to have the ability to let go. Mm. It is something that we have to continuously strive for. Correct. Yeah. Sometimes it's not very easy, you know, like there's some not. wounds you might have had that like they're very deep. 
too deep. There's some, exactly. There's some that you have had for years, you know, from when you were a child. And there are some things, it even sounds criminal to ask somebody to actually forgive a certain person because of how heinous uh, some of these things that have happened to other people are. So all that being said, it's very understandable, but also from your point of view, to whoever is listening uh, to our podcast and this conversation, I think it will be best for you to uh, say, for example, do some research with regards to forgiveness and what it can actually do for you. And then maybe for us all to actually keep taking steps towards the direction of just forgiving other people and yourself. And you find yourself having a bit of a healthier life mentally and physically. Yeah, and it's definitely not something we have. I Okay, I can't speak for Lewis here, but it's not something I've perfected. It feels like sometimes some things happen that feel familiar that they've happened before, but at the end of the day, something unexpected always happens. And that way you need to revisit the old entire concept over and over again. Because we are over 8 billion people And we haven't Mm -hmm. all met each other. So you are going to encounter people and you're going to encounter situations and scenarios Mm -hmm. that will stretch and strain you Mm -hmm. and they will try to break you. Yes. But how, so there are different issues like these things like forgiveness and a couple of other things we'll talk about in the future that Mm -hmm. actually will be your antidotes and mm-hmm. your weapons and your armor to tackling yes. all these every day and day-to-day ins and out of this life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Louis, do you have anything else you would like to share? I think we've, I'm not going to say that we've exhausted everything. You never know what comes up in the middle of a conversation with everybody, with our audience between you and I. But yes, for today, do you have mm-hmm. anything more to add? Well, I do not have anything else to say, rather, because we, we, we did have this conversation and I did say my piece about forgiveness and more on the recommendation on that. So, yeah, from my part, I think this is a wrap from my side, at least. It's a wrap, everybody. We will catch <laughs> you next time. Cheers. Yeah, see you on the other side. Bye. ladies and gents we hope you enjoyed our conversation today and remember the more we understand each other the more empathetic we become so follow us and subscribe to slow wisdom on jamit and get a new episode every wednesday and more content during the week until then keep seeking slow wisdom in this fast-paced world don't go don't go wait just wait wait um Please also let them know they can get us coffee and 